1: That being said, are you ready to study the word of God? Yes or no? Let's do that. We're going to have some fun now. Now, forgive me today. I might do some preaching today, everybody, not just teaching. It goes back and forth on whether I teach or preach. And today might be a preaching day because I'm going to have some fun with it. John chapter 8, verse 31. This is the, the core uh, of our, uh, of our um, uh, series that we're in right now, Truth Not Trends, and it says this, to the Jews who had believed, so to all, all of the followers of Jesus, he said, if you hold to my teachings, you are truly my disciples, and then, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. Last week, we talked about how we abide in the Word, and, the, and, and that the Word of God uh, uh, really, it, as we abide in it, it just softens us, and things just get washed away in our lives as we hold to the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ and abide in, in the truth. So, so letter A, write this down, that knowing and adhering to truth leads to freedom. Knowing and adhering to truth leads to freedom. That's what we've been talking about. That's the, the, the message of this series. But let me ask you a question. For, for many in this room and maybe listening online, that, that you've been a Christian for a long time, but there's still something attached to your life that you don't want in your life anymore. There's still something attached there. Maybe this addiction that you have, maybe this, these words that you continually use or these thoughts that you continually have or these actions that just come out of your life or these emotions that you've been trying to deal with for a long time, they're still hanging on. And, and sometimes it gets frustrating, right? You're like, well, I've been a Christian for quite some time and how come these things aren't out of my life? In fact, I, I've been counseling somebody lately who their question was, well, what, what, why doesn't God just rip this out of my life? Like, wouldn't it be just easier for God just to rip this out of my life than for me to keep, keep bringing it to him all the time and, you know, confessing this and asking for help? And why doesn't God just rip it out of my life? And they were really frustrated with, with what, what they view as their, their lack of, as the lack of input into their life from God the lack of freedom in their life that, that they think God is meant to give them and wants to give them, and yet they're saying, well, why aren't I experiencing that? And it reminds me of something. Remember, the apostle Paul had this struggle in his life, and we don't know what it was. We know it was a struggle, but he called it a thorn in the flesh. And remember, he went to the Lord three different times. He said, God, just take this thing from me. Like It's frustrating me. I don't like it. I don't know why you won't deliver me from this thorn in the flesh. And God's answer to him was very direct. He said this, no, 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 Paul, 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 listen, listen. you need to know something, that my grace is sufficient for you. And in your weakness, in this weakness that's in your life, my power is actually made perfect. That's all that God said. That's it. If you're looking for, okay, well, God said, all right, you're right, Paul, I'm just going to rip this out of your life. That didn't happen. God looked at Paul and he said, hey, listen, I know that this is a struggle for you, but I want you to know that my grace is sufficient and that my power is made perfect in, in your weaknesses. So, so it was certainly not the miracle that Paul was looking for. It wasn't the answer that, that Paul actually wanted, but for him, it caused him to rely on God all the more, to say, okay, well, now what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to take that, that, that truth and, and I'm going to confess to everybody, hey, this thing in my life, it, it makes me rely on God all the more. In fact, it shows how weak I am and how much I need his power in my life. And if his power rests in my life, then I'm going to boast in those things that qualify me for the power of God in my life. Isn't that amazing? But I, I'm not going to boast in sin But I'm going to boast in the fact that I cannot live this life without God in my life and without his power being made known to me. He wasn't boasting in the struggle. He was boasting in the power of God. And I want to teach you a few things today. I told you I might preach, everybody. I told you I might preach. that God never promised, because you might think, man, I want to be delivered from these things in my life. But God never promised freedom from temptations. He said, listen, I'm going I'm to give you my truth. If you hold to truth, my truth is going to make you free. My truth will set you free. But God, at the same point, never promised freedom from temptations. And there's a difference in that. There's a difference in that. And I'm going to teach that to you today. If if I were to say to all of you here in this room, how many are just sick and tired of temptations in your life? We would all say, yeah, I'm sick of them. I just can't stand them. I'm done with them. I, I hate them. I wish I wasn't even tempted. Boy, what kind of life could I live if I wasn't even tempted? Can I tell you something? If there were no temptations in your life, why would you need to rely on God? Come on, everybody. If there were no temptations in your life, there were no struggles, if there were no trials in your life, we would have the tendency just to say, I got this. And then it would all be about you. It would all be about your strength. It would all be about your power. It would all be about your, your version of perfection. And you would, you would tend in your sinful nature to leave God out of the picture and just to rely on you. Just to rely on you. That's not how God wants you to live. And like it or lump it, God never said he was gonna, that you were going to live a life free of temptation. In fact, this is what the Bible says in James chapter 1. I know everybody's going to go home and memorize this because you're going to love this verse so much, obviously. James 1.13, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted. Yeah, you're not going to memorize that verse, are you? But each, but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. When you're dragged away by your own evil desire. It's not God's doing in your life. It's, it's the sinful nature that we all have. It's our flesh, what the Bible calls it, our flesh. And we're just drawn to things that we shouldn't be drawn to and that we don't want to be drawn to. As Christians, we don't want to be drawn to those things, but they're there, and they're temptations. And isn't it interesting that the Bible gives us this clue here, saying, no, 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 you're going to be tempted. That is, yeah, for the, okay, new song, for the rest of your life, you're going to be tempted. Like, oh, I'm so glad I came to church today. This is just wonderful. I just, for the rest of your life, you're going to face temptations. You're going to face temptations, but the Bible doesn't stop there. In fact, I'm going to teach you some things that are powerful. Let's start with 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. Let's just stop right there. Well, pastor, you don't understand. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Well, pastor, you don't know what I face. You don't know how bad it is. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because I'm, I'm, I'm human. I have a flesh. I have a sinful nature. I hate it. I don't like it. But I get tempted just like you. The temptations in your life, New Song, are no different from what others experience. But God is faithful, and he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. So when you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Pastor, I've been dealing with this temptation a long time, and there just isn't a way out. You're telling a lie. You're calling God a liar, because God is saying, actually, no, there is a way out. I always provide you a way out. Well, I just can't beat this thing in my life. I just, I just can't get over it. I just, can't, I just can't see victory in my life over this thing. Can I tell you something? That's a lie. It's a lie from the enemy. That's saying you might as well just give in to defeat. You might as well give in to the sin or the words or the actions or the thoughts. You might as well just give in to that because you're fighting a losing battle. The devil would come in and tell you that. But God says to you, no, 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 I am faithful. And when you're in a temptation, I promise you there are ways out of it. But those are the ways, that is the direction that you have to choose. It's a choice that you have to make. It's a choice that you have to make. So then we have this thing then. Uh, uh, Well, what choice do I make? Because I'm not very good at saying no. ever feel like that? I'm just not very good at saying no to this. And God says, no, 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 I'm faithful. And you're relying on your own power instead of what I'm trying to to put in place inside of your life. You're relying on willpower instead of spirit power, spirit of God power. And I'm going to show you some things, everybody, that God always shows us a way out. And so here are truths for those who are struggling. And, and I don't want you to raise your hand today, but if you're struggling in, in sin, it, with a temptation, with an ongoing temptation, if you're struggling with thoughts and desires and longings, maybe that you've had ever since you were a child. You know how many people I've counseled and they're like, Pastor, you need to know I've dealt with this since I was a little boy, since I was a little girl. As long as I can remember, I've dealt with this in my life. And so for those of you who are struggling, let me tell you two two things before we go any further. First of all, God is faithful. And the second one there is hope. God is faithful and there is hope. But odds are you've been battling in your willpower instead of God's power. That's what's been happening in your life. You've been battling in willpower instead of God's power. And this is what it says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. That his divine power, not your own, but his divine power, God's divine power has given us everything that we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him. You could say through our knowledge of truth because God is truth. Amen? So through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness, everything that you need for a godly life, new song, is already yours. The problem is you, you, you are not taking possession of it. I'm going to say it again. Everything that you need to live a victorious life is already yours. The problem is you are not taking possession of it. And you have to. In counseling sessions, i often tell people, hey, what you're dealing with, this is not a game. You have to take this battle seriously. You have to get ready for the fight because it will be a fight. But there are things that you can hold on to in which God has given you to give you victory. Victory is there for you, but don't depend on your own power. Depend on his because it is his power. In fact, not only his power, But the Bible clarifies it even more. God's divine power. Let let me say it like this, new song. You don't have divine power unless God is in you. You don't possess divine power on your own. How many know that divine power is God's power? And he comes in and he strengthens us and he gives us divine power, but it's not of our own making. So if you've been relying on willpower, can I, can I tell you, willpower is not divine power. Oh, this is good stuff, everybody. You, this is good stuff. Willpower is not divine power. So for those of you who are struggling, I want to give you some things that In fact, eight different things that you need to know That is going to transform your life if you hold on to these things. I'm telling you, these are transformational truths. This is transformational knowledge. That if you hold on to these truths, if you not only embrace them, but apply them to your life, you will be abiding in the word. Because this is all scripture. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Like the consequence of you living out these eight truths is freedom. And so, if I were you, I would listen closely, everybody, because this is transformational. The first one, for those of you who are struggling, that God gave me his son. That God gave me his son. And I'm going to go through these pretty quickly, so hang with me, will you? God gave me his son. Romans 13, 14, clothe yourselves with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. So instead of thinking about ways to indulge your evil desires, you soak in the presence of the Lord, you clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you can wake up every single morning and say, Father, today I choose to clothe myself in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to soak, I'm going to bask in your presence all day long. Father, I'm going to focus on you, I'm going to worship you, I'm going to pray to you, I'm going to give you my life today. I'm going to soak in your presence all day long. Today I choose to clothe myself with the Lord Jesus Christ. By the way, God gave you his son. His son is always making intercession for you. Jesus is fighting on your behalf. He's fighting on your behalf. He's going to God the Father for you. So for those who are struggling, clothe yourself in the Lord Jesus Christ. After all, God gave you his son. Not only that, but God gave you his spirit. God gave you his spirit. Now, this is powerful. I could hang here for a little while, and I might. Galatians 5 says this, so I say, walk by the Spirit. And if you walk by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, of the sinful nature. Why? You'll be so focused on the Spirit of God and the things of God and the things the Spirit of God wants you to do and where He wants you to go and what He wants you to say and what He wants you to think. You'll be so focused on the things of God that you'll, you'll be walking in the Spirit instead of walking in the flesh, Why? Because you can't think of two things at one time. I tell people, it's hard to sin while you're praying. Right? How many know that to be true? It's just hard to sin while you're praying. And when you're praying, you're walking in the Spirit. Did you know that? And when you're worshiping God, you're walking by the Spirit. And when you're listening to God and listening for His voice and obeying Him, you are walking by the Spirit of God. And it's hard to sin when you're walking in the Spirit. And he goes on to say, by the way, just a few verses later, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. If you study the book of Ephesians, the, the book of Ephesians talks about your walk with Christ over and over and over. Just your walk with Christ. Everybody, God gave you his Son and he gave you his Spirit. And we are to live by the Spirit. We are to walk by the Spirit of God. We are to be in constant communion with the spirit of God because if I go for a walk in, with my wife, it, it, how, how many know if you're walking as husband and wife men that, that your wife want you to that, that your wife wants you to talk you know that right? Like if you're going let me just help some men out in this room. if your wife says let's go for a walk, it means that she wants to spend some quality time with you. It's not just about exercise. But if you don't talk to her and you're just on your phone or you're looking around, uh, you're just distracted by everything, you're, you might be walking, but you're not in communion. You're not in fellowship. You're, you're not doing what your wife wants you to do in that moment. And everybody, if you live your life completely distracted by the things of this world when the Holy Spirit wants to walk with you, we need to get, we need to get that right. We need to get that right, everybody. Everybody. Come on, say preach it, Justin. Come on, say preach it. All right, all right, all right. I just need, you, I need your help. So God gave you his son. God gave you his spirit. God gave you his word. Psalm 119, 11, m- m- Many of you have this memorized. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. God, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Everybody, God gave you his word as a method of liberation. He gave you his word so that you could soak in it and abide in it, and it will wash you clean of all the things that the world tries to put on you. We talked about that last week. He gave you his son, he gave you his spirit, he gave you his word, he gave you his promises. Write that down. He gave you his promises. But there are some things that you can rely on. Second Peter 1.4, he gave us his very great and precious promises that through them, through the promises, you may participate in the divine nature, not, not, not the, the, the flesh, not the common nature, but the godly nature, the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. So through the promises of God, through the promises of God, and there are many of them, and they are great. You participate in the divine nature. Okay, how do, you, how do you take and apply the promises of God? How do you take and apply the promises of God? So you're in a moment, you're being tempted... You want to do something, you want to say something, you want to view something, you, you want to think something, and you, you're in this battle, and you know that battle, should I give in, should I not? I know I shouldn't, but I really want to. What is a promise? Father, I thank you that I am set free in the name and by the power of Jesus Christ. That's a promise that I hold on to today. Remember, it's hard to sin when you're praying. It's hard to sin when you're worshiping, and it's hard to sin when you're proclaiming the promises of God in your life. Father, I thank you that I'm a conqueror in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, that I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. Father, I thank you that those promises apply to me. I'm teaching you how to live life, new song. You're like, that's just weird. Well, how much do you want victory in your life? I told you I'd preach a little bit today. Well, Pastor Justin, that's just kind of odd, isn't it? How how about freedom? What does freedom look like? Wouldn't you like to embrace freedom in your life? Doesn't freedom draw you more than being stuck in bondage and said, don't you desire freedom more than the things of this world? Don't you want out of bondage that thing that has held you back and you know it's held you back? What would you do is my question. What would you do to be free? All of a sudden, Quoting a few promises, that's not so weird, is it? Not if not if it produces freedom in your life, it's not so weird, is it? Not so weird. So Father, I thank you that your promises apply to me. I thank you that I am free indeed. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I thank you. I don't have to give in to this. That your promises apply to me. That I am walking in righteousness. I'm walking in victory because of your dear Son. That your, your divine power is being displayed in my life right now. Thank you, Father, for that promise you gave me. How many know the, the promises of God are great? They're powerful and they are divine. They are divine, but you need to possess them. You need to take them. You need to use them. So, God gave you a son, his spirit, his word, his promises. He gave you, you know I was going to go here, he gave you armor. Romans 13, 12 says, let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. So God gave you armor. Ephesians chapter six, starting in verse 11, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. So when you put on all of the armor of God, everybody, it's going to teach you how to stand firm in the faith and not give in to Sin, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against rulers and authorities and the unseen rule and their evil, against mighty powers in this dark world and against spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. And then after the battle, you'll be standing firm. Come on, everybody. We need to put on the armor of God. You say, well, what is the armor of God? It sounds to me like you, start, you need to start reading Ephesians because it'll tell you about the armor of God. It'll tell you about the shield of faith. It'll tell you about the belt of truth. And it'll actually put some things in your feet so you can go out and tell others. You can perpetuate the gospel of grace, helping other people know and discover the freedom that they can have in Christ Jesus. We need the armor of God in our life. He's given us his son, his spirit, his word, his promises, his armor, and he's given us his weapons. I love this, everybody. 2 Corinthians 10:4 and 5. Love this. Though the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world, on the contrary, they have divine power. You realize how often we're seeing that word here? They have divine power, not your power, not willpower, but divine power to demolish strongholds. So we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. But the weapons you fight with are not weapons of this world, New song. They're not weapons of this world. Retail therapy does not actually exist in God's world. Come on, all the men should say amen to that, amen. Retail therapy, everybody. Sure, it's fun, but that's not going to bring victory in your life. You need to start picking up some weapons. You need to start put, picking up some we- weapons and, 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 and stop thinking about the outlets that are going to bring you freedom, because they're not. It's just a distraction. And, and, and the temptation and the struggle will still be there when you get back home after you spent too much money and put it on your credit card. Come on, everybody. You know what I'm saying? That those struggles are still going to be there. You don't need retail therapy. You need, you need to pick up some weapons and go to battle because this is a serious fight that you're in. And the weapons that we use are not of this world, but they are divine and they're powerful. And you need to pick them up. Well, 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 well Pastor... I don't know what weapons I have. I don't have time to dive into all of that today, but can I tell you the main one is right here. It's the word of God. This is a weapon. Did you know that? This is a weapon. That's why you hide this thing in in your heart so that you you, you won't sin against him. You could, but you won't. When it's really hidden in your heart because the word of God is alive and it accomplishes things in your life that you can't accomplish by yourself. I am on fire today. That's all I got to say. I'm on fire today. (laughs) I'm trying to encourage you, new song. This this is not about about bringing you down. This is about lifting you up, saying, come on, let's go higher together. Let's go higher together. That God has given you some weapons, so let's use those weapons. Pick them up. And, and the weapons you're going to use are found in this book. This book will teach you all about the weapons that you need in your life. So he, got, he, had, he gave you his son, his spirit, his word, his promises, his armor, his weapons, his authority. Write that down. God gave you his authority. I love this one. Luke 10, 19, Jesus says, I have given you authority to overcome all of the power of the enemy. How much? How much? How much? All. All of the power of the enemy. Everybody, you don't have to live in defeat. You can live in victory in Christ Jesus. He has given you authority. But the problem is I don't see very many Christians walking in authority. I my my, my staff and I we, we talk about this often that um, you know one of one of the, the, the men, one of the men and pastors that I respect the most outside of my father it was a man that was here a couple of years ago. Larry Stock still was here. And, and I told you, you know, what he's done and the Surge Project and how many churches that he's planted and the millions of dollars that he's given into missions. And, and, um, and, and I told you when he comes here, he, 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 and he, he preaches. He's a great speaker. He's a great communicator, but he's no T.D. Jakes. He, like think of your best, your, your, your favorite preacher out there. And I don't know that Larry, Pastor Larry, would be one of them. I think he's one of mine, but he might not be one of yours because he's not some just big charismatic type of, you know, a lot of charisma. And, but I'm telling you something about him. He just walks in authority. He just walks in authority. That wherever he goes, he's just a, he's just a man of authority. And it doesn't mean he's hanging it over pe- I'm not talking about authority over people. I'm talking about authority in the things of God. That when he sees a need, he, just, he meets my son for the first time, Isaac. And he looks at Isaac and says, hey, Isaac, nice to meet you. I'm going to pray for you. And he just sticks his hand right on Isaac's head and starts praying for him. I, as, as Pastor Larry was walking down this aisle, my father was standing, while my father was still alive, he, he, was, he was standing there with his walker. And I, I, I said, Pastor Larry, let, let me introduce you to my hero. This is my dad. And Pastor Larry just graciously, you know, shook his hand. He said, oh, he said, brother, I'm so happy to meet you. I'm going to pray for you. And he laid his hands on my father and he spoke a word over my father. That was powerful. He just works. He just walks in authority. And I've told my staff this. I don't want to walk in fame. I don't want to walk in in fortune. I want to walk in authority. I want to walk in the power of God upon my life. That when I come into the room, the Holy Spirit is coming with me. God is coming with me. And the atmosphere changes because of the authority that I have in Christ Jesus. And it's not for my glory. It is for his glory. It's not for my freedom, it's for the freedom of other people in this room. As I live out my life of freedom and authority in Christ Jesus, that I can share that hope with other people and help people experience that freedom in their life. I just want to have the authority of God of all my life. Don't you want that? It's yours. It's yours. As a believer in Jesus Christ, God shows no favoritism. The authority that I have in Christ Jesus is the same authority you can and do have in Christ Jesus. You just have to possess it. You have to take ownership of it. You have to walk in it. You have to choose it. You have to choose faith. You have to walk by faith. You have to live by faith. You have to walk in the spirit. You have to live by the spirit. Oh, this is good stuff. God gave you his authority. Watch this, everybody, the last one. God gave you his son, his spirit, his word, his promises, his armor, his weapons, his authority, and God gave you his power. Ephesians 6.10, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And in his mighty power, it is divine power. it is supernatural power. It's power that you don't have without him in your life. And then Paul, hey, God, please take this from me. No, my grace is sufficient. And you know what, Paul, this is going to be a reminder in your life that in your weakness, I'm going to show myself powerful. In your weakness, I'm going to show up and it is going to be divine. It's going to be supernatural. And many will see and fear and they'll put their trust in me because you are walking by faith and by the spirit and you're relying upon me wholeheartedly. Everybody, everything that you need for a godly life has already been given to you. It's already yours in Christ. You just have to take possession of it. It's already yours in Christ. You have to take ownership of it. You have to live it out. But, 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 but Pastor Justin, I'm not worthy of that. That's the point. That's the point. You're not. That's why he keeps showing you, no, it's his divine power. It's the supernatural that comes from him. It's the freedom that comes from him. You're right. You're not powerful in and of yourself. But 1 John 4:4, you dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who's in the world. Come on, everybody. That'll preach right there. <laughs> greater is the one who's in you than the one who's in the world. So you don't have to live in fear you don't, have to, you don't have to keep giving into that sin. Everything that you need for a life of godliness has already been given to you, and it's divine. You own it. You just have to take possession of it. See, see, when I give gifts to my children at Christmas time, and my wife and I, we're pretty organized about that. We don't wait until the last minute. Uh, we 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 go out in advance and, and we we budget and we only spend what we want to spend, and we don't, we don't do a lot of impulse buying or things like that. We're, we're very planned. And, and when I buy gifts for my children at Christmas time and then we wrap them and we place them under the tree, that gift, already, that gift already belongs to my children. It's already theirs. But how many know they don't take possession of it until Christmas morning? Well, as a Christian, every day is Christmas, new song. Every day when you wake up, his mercies are new. Every single day. The weapons that you chose to lay down, they're available to you today, even if you laid them down yesterday. Why? Because his mercies are new every day. And every day is Christmas morning. You have these gifts that have been given to you. All you have to do is take possession of them. They're yours. He's given them to you. You just take possession of them. You take ownership of them. First Peter one six says this. So be truly glad. You've got a reason to smile when you leave this place. New song. Be truly glad. This is there, there is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure trials for a little while. In fact, there's a lot of them. By the way, the Bible says many trials. You're going to have to endure for a little while, but these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested, even as as fire tests and purifies gold through your. Faith, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold, so when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. And what he saying, hey, hey, smile, smile, smile. You're going to have trials. You're going to have struggles, but when you live by faith, great is your reward that's what this verse is saying that one of these days you're going to be rewarded for the life of faith that you live in Christ Jesus you're going to live a joyous life for all of eternity because you chose a life of faith you chose to clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ You chose to walk by the spirit of God, to live, to keep in step with the spirit of God. You chose to hide his word in your heart. You chose to participate in the divine nature through his great and precious promises. You decided that you were gonna put on the armor of light every day, that you were gonna put on the full armor of God every single day so you could take your stand against the enemy. You decided that you were were gonna fight the way that this world fights but you are gonna pick up some weapons that are not of this world, the weapons that are truly powerful. And they have divine power, in fact, to demolish every stronghold, every, every issue, every struggle in your life. You're gonna take up the authority that God has given you and you're gonna walk in it. As a man, as a woman of God, you're gonna walk in the authority that, that our Lord gave us. And you're gonna walk in his power And his might, knowing that without him, you don't have power. In fact, without him, you are powerless. But in him, you are a man of strength. You are a woman of strength because you're a man of God. You're a woman of God. You're going to walk in power. You're going to walk in victory from sin when you possess what God has already given you when you take ownership of what God has already given you. Let me ask you a question. How long is it going to take before you take up the weapons that God has given you? How long is it going to take before you really choose to clothe yourself in the Lord Jesus Christ and to walk and to live in the spirit and to put on the armor of God? How At what point do you wake up to say, hey, today is the day I'm going to do this. I'm going to take ownership of it today. And can I tell you, can I tell you, the best day for you to do this is today. Because yesterday doesn't exist anymore. I don't know if you realize that or not, but it's gone. It's gone. Well, I should have done that 20 years ago, but you didn't. But you can today. You can today. See, I, these are the things that I say, no, I'm going to do this today. I don't want to wait till tomorrow. I want to do it today. I want to be free today. I want to be free right now. I want to ask you, are you ready for that? i am trying my best, my very best, under the anointing, I believe, of the Holy Spirit today to give you a good word, a solid word, a transformational word, that if you pick it up, and if you live by these truths, you'll be free. You'll experience freedom in your life. If you want that today, could you stand up with me? And just an attitude, I'm going to ask that nobody moves around from here on out. I'm just going to ask that we all just stay right where we are and just allow the spirit of the Lord to to move in our hearts, to move in this place. Oh God, we need you today. Like never before, I need you in my life, Lord. I realize I can't, I can't live a, vic- a life of victory without you. Every try, every time I try to do it on my own, I fail, <laughs> and I give in to the temptations of the devil. I become enticed and, and dragged away by these sinful desires that are in me. But I'm sick of that. That is not the life that I want to live. It's not the life that I desire. I desire life in you, that abundant life that you promised. I desire freedom. I want you more than I want anything in this world. So today... I ask you to help me take possession of what you've already given me, to take ownership of those things. Today, I choose, Father, according to your word, to clothe myself with the presence of your Son Jesus. I clothe myself in the Lord Jesus Christ. (laughs) Today, I choose. From this moment forward, to live by the Spirit, to walk in the Spirit, to keep in step with the Spirit. Come on, new song, let's pray that. Let's pray that. Just in your own way. I choose your Son. I choose your Spirit. I choose your Word. Lord, I choose to hide it in my heart that I might not sin against you. I choose your promises because they produce the divine in my life. They produce the divine nature that I long for when I take them by faith. And today I do. Today I put on the armor of light. I put on the full armor of God so I can take my stand against the strategies, the schemes of the enemy. And I know he desires to kill and to steal and destroy. But today I take my stand and I choose freedom and I choose life in Christ Jesus. Come on, new song. Can we just lift up our hands to him? Say, Father, I put on the armor of light today. I put on the full armor of God. I take it today by faith. And I pick up the weapons that you have given me. I take those weapons by faith. Because I don't fight the way the world fights. No, the weapons that I fight with have divine power to demolish strongholds. And I take every thought captive and I make it obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because I am designed to walk in victory as a child of God. And I take ownership of those weapons now. And I take ownership of the authority that I have in Christ Jesus, and the power that I have in Christ Jesus. It belongs to me right now. I thank you that I am forgiven. I thank you that my past does not define my future, that I am forgiven as a child of God, and I can walk in freedom, and I can walk in life, not because of my goodness, but because the goodness of your Son, Jesus Christ, shared with me upon the cross, and by resurrection power that is now filling my life, I can walk in power, and I can walk in authority not based upon my goodness, but based upon the goodness of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that I am a person of power. I am a person of authority. That I do not walk and I do not live the way the world lives. No, I live by faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who loves me and gave his life for me. And I worship you. And I thank you for changing me. 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 I really just feel the spirit of the Lord just telling me to do something that's unique. I don't know that I've ever done this before, but I think it's appropriate. Could we just all place one hand upon our heart? If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, I want you to put your hand on your heart and I want you to repeat after me. Say, I am changed by the goodness and the power of my God and I clothe myself with Jesus and I live by the Spirit and I walk by the Spirit and I hide your word in my heart. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for giving me victory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Boy, he's so good, isn't he, everybody? He's so good. I, uh... Like like my heavenly father... I long for you to walk in freedom. I long for it, and it's yours in Christ Jesus. It's been given you today. It belongs to you. I'll take ownership of it and walk in it, and you'll see the goodness of God in your life. You'll see His power at work in your life, and you'll be changed as you live for Him every single day. Get your eyes off the world. New song. Put your focus on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. Can we give God some praise today? Can we do that? Thank you, Lord. I love you all. I'm so glad you're here today. I love you so much. Have a great week in the Lord. Would you do that? And I'll see you out in the lobby. Take care, everybody. God bless you guys.
0: As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in what God is doing through your life, and we would love to continue on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to mynsc.org connect